<laughs> That's the sound of my chair creaking, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Theatre Wolf February time. Hello, February. Hi, Hi Gary. Hi, I'm Gary. I'm, I'm Ezekiel. You're Ezekiel. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Sorry, guys, we've had a bit of a delay this month, but it's, it's lovely to be back in your ears. Yeah, we've been busy with, you know, Valentine's Day stuff. Yeah. Just and, uh, took over the whole month. I was ill. As well. On Valentine's Day? No, well, actually, yes, I was ill on Valentine's Day. Did you Day. not take your girlfriend out for a meal? I did not know. We had a belated Valentine's Day, I think about three days later, because of uh, that bloody virus, which was destroying my innards. Destroying everyone, really. Yeah. I think everyone's getting ill it's, right now. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's like a crime wave. I wonder if theatre um, sales are suffering from this virus, if people are just ste- yeah. staying at home watching Netflix. Mm. Everyone seems to be talking about making a murder and things like that, so I was just wondering if just everyone's just staying home now. Yeah, if you work for an arts company in the UK and you've noticed drops in sales due to illness, then get in touch and let us know. Tell us. Hashtag bums at home instead of bums on seats. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Or uh, hashtag wool sick. <laughs> wool virus. <laughs> yeah. So easy. What has been on your agenda since mid-January? Oh There's so many things on my agenda, <laughs> but I'm not going to to talk about all of them in this podcast <laughs> because it's all just related to theatre. Yeah. Um, I've been I've I've been seeing lots of shows recently. Mm. 2016 has been a really good year for for my theatre-going habits so far. Excellent. Um, sh- should I tell you a bit about what I've been seeing? Do it. Well, yeah. let's just let me ask you. How has 2016 been for you so far? It's it's been very busy. There's been lots of uh, of bits and bobs going on. I've not seen as much theatre as I would like to have, but I've managed to get a few little visits in there. So I will uh, talk about those later. Okay. One in particular, which I um, still got goosebumps over. So what if I tell you a bit about the shows that I've seen, and then you can you can tell me what what you've heard of them? That sounds good. Yeah, and yeah. Then, then we can discuss it. So let's see the first one. What's the first one I saw? Um, yeah, early February. Lord of the Flies at the Liverpool Playhouse. Yeah. Have you heard about it? I have read the book. I have seen versions of it on stage before, but this was during my ill week. So and you've seen uh, the Simpsons episode, as we've uh, all yes, seen. of course. Yeah. <laughs> that wonderful Simpsons episode. <laughs> Actually, going back to Netflix, uh, the 1990 film version is on Netflix at the moment. I, I watched it after I saw the play. Did you like it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well... I I knew about Lord of the Flies in popular culture. Yeah. Like the Simpsons episode was probably my my, my first the first time I, I I found out about it. Yeah. But I always had the idea that it was something different. I don't know why I thought there was a lot more about them trying to establish rules and mm-hmm. and try to to like live together. Kind of like what's that TV series called? Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that, but with a bit more drama. And um, the stage play is. Amazing in terms of the, the production values mm. are incredible. Yeah, there's um there's like an aircraft on stage pretty much, uh, fire on stage and yeah. a cast of like fourteen, um, well they they look like fourteen year olds they're probably more like twenty yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, fourteen kids on stage, um it's a really really good production, but yeah the 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 story even though it's a classic I would have liked it to be I don't know to to have, to know a bit more about them, I suppose, yeah. about what happened. I don't know, what do, what do you think of the story from the book? And like the yeah, I, I love it, I think it's great. I mean, the bit that always gets me with this, as it does with any other play, film or book or anything where this happens, that you know if um, someone loses their glasses and then they struggle to see, that just gets me right in the feels. So Have you seen much. My Girl with Macaulay Culkin? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh Where are his glasses? He just, can't see without his glasses. Just, just Gary's crying now. right now. I am like, oh, I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. Oh, it's the saddest thing. Like, oh, like even scenes in in the Mummy. The Mummy's not even that good of a film, but the bit where the uh, and he's a baddie as well. The baddie loses his glasses, and I'm still on his side, going like, oh no, you poor man. And then he gets his tongue ripped out as well, which we won't go into that. But so you like, guys, you know now, if you want to make Gary cry, yeah. just steal someone's glasses. Steal someone's glasses, and then that person needs to have a mini breakdown about not being able to see that. Oh yeah. my god. Well, that's pretty much the first five minutes of the play. It's yeah. everyone just playing around with his glasses. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it was a, it was a good production, um, and it's it's touring the country. So if you guys have a chance to go see it, I'd say definitely it's it's worth the the money. I'd say it, you can see your money on stage. Yeah, I mean the the set looked amazing from the the stills that I saw. Yeah, it was incredible. And you know what I loved? The playhouse was completely sold out, full of young people, lots of schools, and lots of people who I think don't go to a theater that mm. often. But yeah. since they know the story, they decided to go and see this, and I think it probably causes a good first impression yeah and definitely. they could probably you know come again yeah so I think that's that's always a great thing about theatre I've seen it twice on stage the first time was in the Royal Court many years ago it's probably like 2007 in Liverpool mm-hmm. yeah wow. about 2007 I think it was I was in college we came on a trip to watch it the second time I saw it was Edinburgh Festival about 2012 I think I think it was one of the more recent years and we bought our tickets I was dead excited I was saying to everyone oh Lord of the Flies is amazing we're going to love it and we got there and then we found out that it was an interpretive dance version <laughs> just one person <laughs> yeah. it was just three people where are they they're at the University of University of Gloucester or somewhere, somewhere that I didn't even know had a university I'm sure it's a very good university <laughs> but I didn't know it was, existed and it was, uh, it was an interesting hour and a half, it was. There's so. been, I think last year, Matthew Bourne brought yes. the ballet to the yeah. Empire. I didn't get to see it, no. but it looked amazing. Yeah. So yeah, Lord of the Flies, that was the first show I saw this month. If you have a chance to go see it, go. Um, the next one, let's mix it up on a different venue. Uh, a show that I mentioned in the last episode at the Unity, Broken Beat Collective, 20 stories high. Yeah. Have you heard anything about it? Yes. I was sat right next to your girlfriend. Okay. Um, so I'm sure you, you've heard, maybe. Yeah, I've heard many bits about it. I've seen the trailers Ooh. and such. Yeah. What What do you know about it? Well, obviously, 20 Stories High, the uh, the young revolutionary company run by Keith Saha in Liverpool. And it's, was it an amalgamation of sort of beatboxing and spoken word? Yeah, with, so they have four... Was Hobbit back? The, four performers, yes. Yeah. The brilliant, amazing Hobbit I was back doing the, the soundscape. Yeah. Beatboxing soundscape. They had um, a puppeteer, um, a, a dancer, like a break dancer, hip hop dancer, yeah. and um, a spoken word artist. I, I don't know all their names, so I'm not going to even try to mention them. But these four people were working together and they all did a bit of everything. They all had to beatbox at one point or they all had to do like mm-hmm. a bit of acting or puppeteering. So that was really impressive. Yeah. I think you could tell that some of them weren't very comfortable doing that because they're not actors. Yeah. But um, the show itself was exactly what you'd expect from a 20 Stories High show with a combination of hip-hop and puppeteer and just telling stories, which just that's what the company's about, telling stories about young people for young people mm. um, without being too patronising. Um, and the whole concept of the show was, um, well, being broke. And, and they had this, this poem in the end where they talk about, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe broke, but I'm not broken... Uh, maybe beat, but I'm not beaten. 
Um, and they just... It was just a collection of stories. So no, like, running narrative throughout? Was it just all around the theme? Not really, no. It was these four artists just telling certain stories that they were inspired by real yeah. stories by the young oh, people. That's interesting. So just all around one concept. Yeah, so there was one, for example, about this girl who was... Um, who had um, body image issues. Mm-hmm. There was um, a story about... A, it, this one was brilliant about this guy who meets a girl in a club and then they have sex and then she gets pregnant and then um, he he kind of he wants to to you know to own up to what he's done and to not be like his dad and uh, anyway it was just really really well told and and they were telling the stories with cardboard boxes and paper um, and the puppets were amazing and they had this little puppet that was a, I think it was called a boom box it was a boom box basically yeah. Um, it's hard to describe, but if you go and see the trailer, you can you can see a bit more of what it's like. And it's yeah. also touring the country. And I think they're going to release the the album for free on SoundCloud. Oh, great stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the music's really good. Hobbit is just incredible. That guy, it's amazing. He's brilliant. He did the whole show and yeah. live. Yeah, I think he, he in the after show, he said he admitted that he recorded, he pre-recorded maybe like one bit. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. So good. I remember seeing him during Melody Loses a Mojo. Yeah. And oh, do you know what? That puppet... That was alive, that thing. <laughs> Mojo, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love Mojo. <laughs> so, yeah, Broken Beat Collective, that was brilliant. Do you want to tell me about yours and then shall I... Well, I think, should we save ours, uh, my one to the end, because I know that you've seen it as well. Oh, okay, um, cool. there's, there's one other, because I, I basically went on a, a wee trip to London, the big smoke. Oh, yeah, and I, I saw uh, I saw two, well, one theatre show and one sort of outdoor performance down there, so... We'll, uh, we'll amalgamate them together. So we can have that as the big finale. Stay if you're, tuned. The going away day. Okay, let's mention this one briefly because we talked about it in the past. Yeah. I've not myself these days. Came to the Playhouse studio a couple of weeks ago. I love this play. I saw it, I saw it at the Fringe and I saw it again here. Yeah. And it's just incredible. And it's an amazing studio piece. Um, one one man, one actor, who you, you can tell that he loves his story. He adapted the story yeah. from the book into a play. And he performs it. So you can, you can just tell how much he loves this character and how much yeah. he understands this character. And it's just so nice to see this place in the studio. It wouldn't work in the main, in like no. in the Everyman or the you know the Empire. No, it just it Too needs big, yeah. to be in an intimate space. And I think more and more as uh, as I grow older, <laughs> that sounds so strange. But I sort of think I'm enjoying like studio shows like more than the big stage things. Yeah, because you're just there with the yeah. actor. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. I really hope they bring it back. It's also touring right now. Um, I think it might be in London. It was just a week, wasn't it? it was just on, a week. Yeah. And it, more people need to see it because it was phenomenal. It's really, really well done. Um, so yeah, I think if you want to find out more about it, just go and listen to the Christmas episode because yeah. we discuss it a bit more, don't we? Yes. Yeah. But all, all we can say is just definitely recommendable. And costumes. Is that a word? Recommendable. Yeah. <laughs> we, we set the rules on this okay. part, so hashtag recommendable. <laughs> yeah, hashtag wool dictionary. <laughs> um, what else have we got? I ooh, this is exciting. Ooh. I went to the royal court to see Break Up the Mercy Tunnels. Yeah, I had never seen that play before. Okay, all I knew is that. Have you seen it? No, I, I worked in the royal court for a very short stint as a, as emergency cover when it was on. So I sort of. No bits of it, but I've never seen it all the way through. Um, it's oh, like all I knew about it was that it was 
um, how do you say it? Like the, this play that everyone in Liverpool loved, or lots of people in Liverpool loved. Yeah. And that when it was announced that it was coming back, lots of people were really happy. So um, I was really curious to see yeah. it. Apparently, it, it changed the Royal Court at the time when it first opened, and, and it yeah, it became the venue that it is now with the kind of shows that it puts on now. Yeah. So I was really proud because I understood most of the jokes. Excellent. So I'm officially a scouser right now. Yeah, I think so. Hashtag Easy Scouts. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah. So it's you know it's a story of people in Liverpool who want well the people in Liverpool versus people in the world, and how they dislike each other. It is a bit cliche. It is a bit stereotype. Um, I don't think the people who went to see it were expecting you know anything. Yeah deep and groundbreaking <laughs> but it is a, it, it was fun um, I, I, I stayed there for a few drinks I loved the bar in the Royal Court downstairs yeah. in, the, in the auditorium where did you sit in the, when you were watching the show I was in the dress circle oh, okay upstairs. it's good up there isn't it yeah it's good yeah. I've never been there for food uh, downstairs I'd like to yeah. go there for food one the day food's good like, again it? when I used to work there I was only there for um, you know hardly any shifts really just like covering and it was so like guys if you're ever going to get a job out there you get a free meal on a Saturday. Really? Or you certainly did when I worked there. I don't know if the rules have changed. Oh, yeah. The, and my friend who did a show there, he told me that it, yeah. also for the, for the cast members of the show, they get a free yeah. meal. Yeah. Like between shows in, in, in the afternoon. Yeah, well, it was just, yeah. Because yeah, um, obviously they'd have a matinee, so they'd make loads of food, and then the chefs would always make extra for the staff, and you could just go down and help yourself. That's brilliant. And Saturday shifts were glorious. Um, hashtag veg, veggie lasagna. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was I was really impressed uh, with the fact that I understood everything, and also, well, to be honest, there was a moment when I I was a bit terrified because um, in in the show they they well they want to break up the Mercy Tunnels and they want to blow up Runcorn Bridge. Yeah. Um. Spoiler alert. So if you don't want to know what happens, stop listening right now. They do it. Mm. They blow up the the the. the Runcom Bridge and everyone was really happy and, and cheering and I was just looking around and like I think this is wrong like yeah. this is terrorism yeah. <laughs> I know it's a fake kind of terrorism but I wouldn't be happy for this yeah. I have friends in the world and I yeah. really like them yeah. <laughs> when I keep seeing them <laughs> but hey everyone was really happy with it and yeah. they had a song called Somewhere Over the Mercy um, in you know the same yeah. tune as the, the Wizard of Oz um, so yeah it is what it is and I'm really happy I saw it yeah. So uh, when it comes back in three years, I think you should go see it. Yeah, as well. definitely. Yeah. Um. What's What's next? Uh, back at the Everyman, I went to see uh, on a completely different note to pick up <laughs> the Mercy Tunnels. I went to see um, the massive tragedy of Madame Bovary. Okay. Yes. Um. I. I'm gonna tell you. So I w- I came out of the show and I was like, I really liked it. And then I wake up the day after and I'm like, no. I loved it. Oh. I don't know if it's ever happened to you yeah. that it takes you some time to actually realize how yeah. much you liked something. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna try to see it again before it closes. It. I thought it was really well done. I was expecting it. Um, I don't know what I was expecting really. I, I. I knew it was an adaptation of the novel. I had never read the novel. No. Um. I didn't know much about people like us, but um. Yeah. It just. It has a really good, nice pace. Um. The. The vis- It's visually really stunning. Um, it has some really nice elements. It has two or three sex scenes that are just brilliant. The yeah. way they're done, just amazing. And it's not they're not very sexual, um, but it, they're very creatively done. Yeah. And it's very meta. It's meta right. theater. Like it's kind of like, it's a like a play within a play in a yeah. way. And the actors acknowledge that. And then there's a lot of not audience interaction, but kind of like winks to the audience yeah. and things like that. Um, 
I really like the 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 way that they did the set with all the, like this blackboard and and writing on with like chalk and yeah no no I just I really it was a really nice evening in the theater. Um, yeah, I know that that's going to be a good play because I uh, get my hair cut on on Bowl Street Top Scoop for our listeners out there. Um, so and every time I go in there, my hairdresser who I've had for about fifteen years he comes to watch everything in the Everyman in the Playhouse. And I'm always like, how did you find that? Or he's like, I, I was in your place the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, did you enjoy it? And he was like, it's all right about absolutely everything. But when I went in last week, he went, I saw that uh, that, that Bovary play last night. And I was like, oh, yeah, how did you find it? And he went, best thing I've ever seen in my life. I absolutely loved it. Hysterical, nonstop laughter, everything about it. It was brilliant. I bought the script. I've been reading the script. I want to go and see it again. And Seriously, like, yeah, wow. Wow, okay. Yeah, so. I wouldn't say it's the most like hilarious thing I've seen. Because yeah. it is, you know, it's a, it's a tragedy and it deals with some serious issues. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's really, really well done. Really, it's really, really funny moments. with um, a lot of people. So. Javier, what's his name? Javier Barzan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said it. No. What a shame. Barzam, Barzam. Mm. No, sorry, Javier, if you're listening, but you're amazing. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, yeah. And so is Javier Barzam, just for yeah, the record. As well. Maybe, maybe it's your casting in Madame Bovary in America. <laughs> in the sequel. <laughs> and he's Spanish as well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, well, do it. Come on, Javier. <laughs> Call um, So, yeah, that was excellent. Um, what else have I seen? Ooh, I went to Lipa. And I saw a production of Rent. I love Rent, but also Lipper. I <laughs> <laughs> both. Yeah. What a great combination yeah. for you. How good is the auditorium in Lipper? That is... It's good, yeah. yeah. It's more... The sidelines from the sides are not great, but they yeah. don't sell them. So it's just a waste of seats, I suppose. Yeah, I but yeah, place. It's nice, yeah. Mm. For, for like a university theatre, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you, I didn't know you like Rent. Yeah. I'm finding this out right now. It's like mm. my favourite musical ever. Oh, when yeah. did you see it? I saw it, um, I've seen it a few times actually. Um, that's one of the things where I've actually seen the stage show but I've not seen the film. Um, I've seen it I've seen it in Edinburgh, I've seen it in St. Helens Theatre Royal. Have you only seen amateur productions of it? Um, Semi amateur, yeah. Um, yeah, I've never seen like a big. Okay. Yeah. I've always said, and um, this is, I should maybe be saying this, but because I love amateur theatre, but I think Rent's a show that. It doesn't really work that well with an amateur cast. Yeah. Unless they're amazing, you know, yeah. rock singers and actors, but it's just really hard to find them. I guess it's similar in a way to sort of um, the Woman in Black, which you you need that extra little bit of sheen, I guess, to go with it. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't. Yeah. Well, it's not really in terms of production values. It's just that you need. It needs amazing, amazing singing. Yeah. And great acting. You can't have, you know, singers who act or actors and it needs to be people who are really, really good at both. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's not a simple story and the direction is key, I think. Lots of people just copy the original direction. Yeah. Which I guess is good because it worked, but then they try to add their own spin on it. And, and um, Off topic quickly, have you seen the film? Yes, yeah, so that was the first time I saw Rent was the film and then I right. became a bit obsessed with it and then I... And which I, do you prefer Oh, the stage version. Stage yeah, show. totally, yeah, the stage version. There's a really good... Well, the, the stage version is filmed on Broadway. You can see it on DVD. I saw um, you do a tweet about that the other day, actually. Yeah, it's the yeah. last the last week of the performance on yeah. Broadway is filmed. Um, yeah, I just like... Yeah, it's longer, it, a, lot, a lot more happens. The film yeah. is really well done, though, and they, they kept pretty much the whole original cast. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit biased. I just love Ren so much, and it's one of those shows that I, I exactly know how I wanted to see. But it, this was a good production, Lipa, and this was put on by 
a group of management students who were doing their one of their management projects. Um, so and so they gather, you know, the whole cast from different places in Liverpool, like different schools in Liverpool and universities and also from Lipa. Yeah. Um, it had really good production values. The set was really good. They had a really big ensemble um, that was on stage the whole time. I'm not sure if that was, you know, why that happened or if that was the right choice. I did have a problem with the ending because they changed yeah. the ending. Oh, okay. And I don't think you should change the ending in Rent, even yeah. though I don't, I, I know that it's, well, you know the ending. Yeah. Spoiler alert, if you listen to this podcast, the main character, she kind of dies, but then she comes back to life in the real version of Rent. Yeah. So in this version, they killed her. It's a big change for the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I understand why they did it, because it doesn't really make sense for her to come back. But the way Rent is written, that's what happens. And yeah. you can't just change the ending in no. the show, <laughs> just yeah. like that. So I didn't like that. Um, but... You know, the, the the actors were really talented. Some of them were amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad I went. Excellent. Oh. What else do we have? I talked about all of these. Um, I think the last one I saw was quite recently at the Playhouse. I am Thomas. Yeah. I am Thomas. It's um, the National Theatre of Scotland together with Told by an Idiot, which who I had never seen before. Um, and they're kind of previewing the show at the Playhouse this week. Um, or last week when you listen to this um, and uh, it's the story of Thomas Aikenhead uh, who is the last man on in Britain to be hanged for blasphemy yeah. so basically it's a real story he was a student, 21 year old um, or 19, in some pub in Edinburgh and he said something about religion and then he got um, executed for that yeah. so it deals with the freedom of speech and uh, <clears throat> the, the title I Am Thomas it references the you know, the Paris shootings um, with um, yeah. Charlie Hebdo, mm-hmm. uh, Je suis Charlie and all that, um, which is not, it, at first, when you first read the, the leaflet, does, you don't really get that, but yeah. the after, when you read the program, they explain that, and that that's <coughs> quite cool. Um, and it kind of takes place in Edinburgh in the 1600s, but also right now. Yeah. It's a weird combination of lots of, lots of elements. They, they bill it as a brutal comedy with songs. I would say it's more... Um, Play with music, a uh, musical. Is there instrumentalists, instrument, whatever that word is, musicians? There we go. Is the musicians on stage? Yeah. Well, all the actors play instruments. Oh, yeah. that's great. Okay. There's this one actor. His his voice is just incredible, and he sings this like African music. Mm. Um, he has the one of the best voices I've heard uh, in Liverpool recently. Yeah. And Dominic Marsh is Marsh Marshall, isn't it? From yeah. Dead Dog in the Suitcase. Yeah. Return. Yeah. So maybe this is probably on... When is this coming out? Maybe in like two days? Yeah. Yeah. So I am Thomas is on until Saturday, 27th of February. So yeah. if you're still... Um, if, you're, if you're in Liverpool, then just um, go see it. Yeah. Good show. So tell me about yours now. Okay, so I went to London. Yes. And I went to see Martin McDonagh's Hangman. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. I mean, where do you even start? Everything... Okay, first of all, the set... Holy tortellini. What do you think of that set change? We, we discussed it in the previous podcast, I think. Yeah, it's just the most ph- phenomenal thing. Like, you just don't see it coming out I know, of that right? Day, do you? It's, it's so cool. <laughs> it, it's, it's very rare that something just to do with the set change takes your breath away. 
it, it happens in what like the first five minutes yeah. and then it stays that way so it's a completely yeah. unnecessary set change yeah. like, they could have completely done without it but it's just so cool it just adds to the razzmatazz <laughs> yeah. of the whole thing um, and then th- there's even another little bit later on like the, the opening of act two as well oh yeah yeah. in the, the chip the, shop yeah. as well or the, the little cafe Again, where it's just like, where the hell did that come from? And then, and I, I was, I found myself, I was looking in every like nook and cranny of the stage, being like, is that going to turn into something else? And and the cast as well, like Johnny Flynn, um, was that the young guy? Yeah, he st- he, he stole the show for me. Yeah, I, I thought he was amazing. I think it's the same actor that we saw the the yeah. blonde guy. blonde yeah blonde young guy. He's such a good actor, yeah. manipulative bitch, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Um, David Morrissey, Liverpool's own as well. Yeah, um, it, even the, the, the girl, the young girl, his yeah. daughter, great. The yeah. whole cast is amazing. She was from Alra North, first uh, acting job as well. So um, I, Alra North is the drama school in Wigan, so Ooh. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was, it was great. I want to go and see it again. Yeah, so that's being streamed live the first week of March. Yeah. You can see it in fact if you're in Liverpool or in many, many... Yeah, uh, probably cinemas. home, I think, is the Manchester equivalent Maybe, for anyone yeah. else who's in uh, the North West. So I definitely recommend seeing it. Yeah. Um, so do you see it in the West End? Yes. What theatre is it at? I saw it in the Win- Winalden... Okay, I think I know which one it is. Yeah, I forget the name of it now. So I saw it at the Royal Court, and that's, yeah. that's a small theatre... But I think the one you're talking about was quite small as well. Yeah, it was. It was, I'd say, playhouse size, if not smaller, really. It was narrower, anyway. Okay. Very ornate, though. It's such a hilarious play. Yeah. Um, I bought the script. I need to read it again, because I think with Martin McDonough, you just get yeah um, lots of references. Yeah. Like the second or third time you read it. The- Theatre-related, actually, um, in, in terms of the theatre experience, what I did notice about my London jaunt... Was um, so the show finished and it was a Friday, no, a Saturday night, and I was all buzzing when it finished. And I was like, oh, this is great, let's go and have a drink in the bar and then we'll talk about it. There'll be other people, we can overhear their conversation, see what they thought. The play finished and everyone just went, like everyone just departs and goes off into the night. Whereas, like, if that was any other place in like, sort of regional theatre, Liverpool, Manchester, and beyond, I think people would, people do stay in the bar for a drink, don't they? Yeah, so I what, don't know why, why. Why don't people drink in London? I've never done it in a Western theatre, really. I've yeah. always, now that you mention it, I just realised I always just leave after the play. Yeah, but so do I as well. But it was only this time where I think because I enjoyed it so much, I was like, right, get a drink, and let's discuss and overhear what other people are saying. I guess you just go to another place. Yeah. London theatres are not that friendly. The no, no. I just feel like whenever I go in, they just want me to leave right away. Yeah. <laughs> but when you go to like, I, I saw it at the Royal Court and at the Royal Court I felt really welcome yeah. I don't know if you've been there but it's a beautiful theatre designed by the same people who designed the Everman yeah. and the uh, downstairs bar restaurant it kind of looks like the Everman Bistro and um, yeah it's just a really nice place where you want to hang out Yeah. Uh, so I think the West End kind of has that, that commercial thing of you know you come you buy, you buy tickets you see the show and then you just go home or you yeah. go to a different pub Yeah. but no that's true May- maybe it's a regional thing yeah, maybe. Um, and also in London, you just want to catch the tube and then go to wherever you have to, yeah. to go because otherwise it's too late and it's full of people. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. We love regional theatre. <laughs> we do. Go team. And um, what else did you see? The other thing was okay, so strictly not theatre, but also it was a very theatrical thing. I went on a Jack the Ripper walk. <laughs> now, y- you may laugh and you may think, okay, that's not theatre, and you'd be right. But the guy running it is a trained actor, and he did the voices. It's not in terms of, you know, things up north, like Ghost Walks you have around Liverpool and things like that. 
it was like he's like a blue badge dude so he, he does all the tours and everything around London but he he went to I'm sure he said he was training Sent Ono Rada he went to and he was he was doing the voices of you know like the different characters and like he was switching from accents in between different things but just in conversation and stuff and everything and his name was uh, John John Burrell and check out his website because it, it was weird it was almost like a promenade piece around the sites of Whitechapel and everything how did you how did you find it how can people book this tour well I got it as a gift for my birthday um and it was great. It's just called Jack the Ripper Tours, and we'll we'll tweet it as well. But guys, John Burrell, like, absolutely loving him, or John John Burrell, I think. You so say one you day he'll it. be a big star. We was great. I was chatting to him afterwards as well, and he he was just like, oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm working on a, a Jack the Ripper play and stuff as well, and yeah. Is he just obsessed with Jack the Ripper? He's written books about it. He's uh, I think he's like a historian slash actor, which is just such a cool combo and everything. Um, and there's four people who work for the company, and each one of them's like an expert in different things. So, like one of them's um, an expert of Whitechapel or London history. John Burrell is um, an expert in, I think, Ripperology. It's called and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just, it's it's fantastic. And yeah, so I'm I'm gonna put the links up at the bottom of this this thing. But you need to check it out because it's great. Um, hashtag Wool Rip. <laughs> wool Rip. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to embarrass you now because um, I actually, I think it was a couple of days ago, Gary's cousin, my good friend Brendan, showed me a photo of him and Gary um, posing in the streets of London as oh, Jesus. dead prostitutes <laughs> murdered by Jack the Ripper <laughs> in the same places where the original prostitutes were murdered, right? Yeah. And just finding it hilarious. <laughs> Some say bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> Others would say just creating... Just, Art. Yeah, or... Um, <sighs> yeah. Just history. Okay, I just, well, I just needed to mention that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely going to go on that tour <laughs> next time I go to London. I will not uh, pose as a prostitute. In, in fairness, we recreated many London things that, that um, on that trip, not, not just that. So you're also a bit obsessed with Sweeney Todd. What, what's with you yeah. and, like, murderers? Um, I don't know. In London. In London. <laughs> um, well, Sweeney Todd's not a true story, so we can get away with that. It's... Is it not, Gary? No. Is it not? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a fan of the whole uh, gothic Victorian horror scene, aren't I? Is that <laughs> there we go. Um, did you see anything else? They were the two we saw. We were meant to go and see Stomp, um, but my dear friend who works for Stomp then told us that around the corner from the theatre there was a James Bond exhibition on <laughs> And uh, suffice to say, I went to see the Aston Martins <laughs> over the very talented basketball-based percussionists. So if you if you want to give Gary like the perfect day, just get him some tickets to a James Bond-related event. Yeah. Then something Victorian Gothic <laughs> murder-related, yeah. and then show him someone who's just lost his glasses. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And that yeah. would be a very emotional day. And it, it was Gary's birthday a few weeks ago as well. So yeah, you guys if, you should... can, if you can reveal these lost glasses, tickets to James Bond things and everything, inside a purple wheelie bin, then that's <laughs> that just the perfect. That's all I ask for in life. But some good stuff coming up, though, like um, Catching Matilda, I'm going to London again. Ooh, when? Um, sort of, we haven't booked the tickets yet, but we're aiming for last week of March, early April. Great. Matilda is back down. great. Very excited about, and then obviously stuff up here. Um, I'm yeah. watching Madame Bovary later this week. I'm finally going to get to see, and also New Dawn Fades, 
I'm a massive Joy Division fan. And who wrote that easy? Brian Gorman. Brian Gorman. Brian Gorman. Yeah, which, which started at the Manchester... Is it 24-7 festival? I think the, the, mm, yeah, the really spell. small like theatre festival in Manchester. Like a fringe festival, theatre festival. It started there and it's just grown. So and that's it's doing, coming to the Epstein. That's coming to the Epstein in April. It's doing like a national tour, so it'll be in Manchester and other venues as well. Very excited to watch that as well. I have a few shows to plug yeah. um, that I'm excited about. Um, the next, um, at the Unity, 1st of March, this show called... Bardolf Box um, um, my friend Stuart Crowder's in it um, and it's a family show um, about Shakespeare and like different Shakespeare characters interacting but it's, it's, it's for a family audience but apparently it's a really really good production for like, yeah. the whole you know any, any ages so I'm looking forward to that one 1st of March at the Unity um, at the Playhouse we have a Raising the Sun next week Classic American play pr- presented by by um, Eclipse Theatre. Very excited to watch. So that. that's gonna be, I think, really, really good quality. If you're looking yeah. for like high quality drama, and I love a good, you know, old school yeah. American play. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and at the Everyman, first week of March, we've got the Environmentalists. Mm-hmm. I love. Yep, I loved until they kick us out last year. Yeah. And this is they're hoping to make it the first um, carbon, carbon neutral, neutral play. Yeah. So for every for all the carbon emissions, they're making like pledges, um, that are hoping to offset the carbon emissions. So for yeah. example, they're using LED lighting, but there will be some lighting in the show. For example, yeah. so that's gonna cause you know. Um, carbon emissions but some people in the show will be going vegetarian for a week or two weeks or like walking to the theatre every day yeah and that's going to offset, offset it if you book tickets for the show you get a city bike code where you can get city bikes for like one pound only uh, there will be walking buses around Liverpool so you can just join one of the walking buses and just walk to the theatre um, so yeah lots of really really cool things happening around yeah. um, the show um, yeah. and it promises I've, I've seen some of the rehearsals and it's brilliant it's really yeah. funny there's this number where they're all dancing and dying it's just hilarious I, I had a sneak peek of that as well and it looked really good it's fun isn't yeah. it um, quickly what else we have coming up I'm going to the Empire this week to watch Avenue Q Avenue Q I yeah. fucking love Avenue Q <laughs> um, it's just swearing puppets yeah. who doesn't and you should come because you've never seen it I wanted to go I've never seen it I've seen clips on TV but not. But it's Wednesday isn't it Yeah. and on Wednesday <coughs> I've got First Draft is back which is the Scratch Night I Run we're in the Everyman Bistro for this one. So hopefully this will be out, if not before Wednesday, actually on Wednesday. So if you get to listen to it. What time? Come on down. Doors open at 7.30 and show starts at 8 o'clock. Loads of people try out new stuff. We've got some great comedians on. Uh, Rob Bond from Legion of Doom. Lee Hithersay from Legion of Doom are performing. Alistair Clark's performing. Sam White. And who else have we got? We've got Mike Burton and Danny are doing Gustav with the interpreter, Graham. And also Rebecca Clark is performing a piece or a short segment from a show she's writing at the minute called Feminista. And, of course, myself, resident, not DJ, but resident host, will be there just talking gibberish in between people. Free entry, but we ask for food donations for a food bank, so bring a tin of something. Nice one. Um, I think that's it. I have one last plug at the Unity. Um, 3rd to 5th of March, a play called Who's Afraid of the Working Class? And that's by Luke Barnes, and that's... um, a Lipa actors putting on the play at the Unity. It's gonna. It's meant to be amazing. It's a yeah. new play. Uh, this Liverpool writer. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And Guys and Dolls at the play at the Empire. Sorry, I've never seen Guys and Dolls. Um, have you seen? Guys I and have Dolls? seen Guys and Dolls. See, I love it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just yeah. I just love this kind of show. Have you seen The Simpsons? Guys and Dolls. No. Luke be a Jedi tonight. <laughs> 
Very good. This is Simpsons reference for everything. It is. So your 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 task for this weekend, guys, is to go and watch the Lord of the Flies <laughs> Simpsons That's episode, right. which yeah. is very underrated. It's probably it one is. of the best ones. Yeah. With Ralph pretending to be a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that's all we've got time for now yeah so we shall depart Um, see you all next month guys see you next month have a great February and March yeah enjoy your leap year your extra day oh yeah true Mm, Um, have fun I've been Easy and I've been Gary and this has been Theatre Wolf